Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Ride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E.co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we've been trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But one part of the day, you got to cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Vico, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Tuned in to Illinois Radio, Chicago's most valuable radio show. And as always, we bring you all the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today... We got the legendary D Gaines in the building. Ain't that what Jones be doing? Yeah, black, black, black. <laughs> you you ain't clap loud enough. You had to put your golf. I just did the You black. gotta hit that. <laughs> that be Jones clap. There you go. How Shout you out to Jones? How you feeling? How you feeling, Gaines? <clears throat> and I, I feel good. I'm That's having a uh, a really good April. That's yeah. good to hear, man. You know the first how I put up in my my IG. I said, uh, you know, ask ask me a question that you like to, to for Jane, for for games to answer. Yeah. And the first question I got was from Bree Specific. Bree she Specific. say, "Yeah, where the fuck he been? In the crib? <laughs> yeah. In the crib chilling? I be in the crib chilling. Yeah, working. Is you being in the crib chilling a product of the panoramic that is somewhat coming to an end? Pandemic? Yeah. The panoramic? <laughs> the panoramic? The roof?" Now, um, <clears throat> nah, I was outside, and I loved it. I hate that it's over. All the people be outside, I'll be like, damn. I ain't like, never heard that before. You want to stay in the crib? <laughs> nah, I like when it was empty uh, outside. I was out there by myself. Uh, with no traffic. With no traffic. I was out running. <laughs> Look. Talking to the birds. Yeah, the pa- that <laughs> pandemic traffic was crazy. Man. It wasn't none at all. There wasn't no lines for nothing. You right. Yeah. It, 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 pre- nah, the pandemic we been in the crib, like. Well, I mean, being in the crib, just, like, not out, really, like, going to events and, you know. I'd be out, out. I get some sun, but. Do you find that socially draining? Yeah. That's one of the reasons I, like, kind of went, you know, on my little spiritual journey. Just, you know, separating myself. I was, like, getting super drained. What was the, like, what actually sent you into your spiritual journey? Because for me, I had an incident that made me really want to look at my life differently. So did you have yeah. one thing in particular that just made you want to take a whole different shift? Yeah, it was a it was a, a few incidents. Okay. You know, um, I had a, just a whole bunch going on, like with management, uh, artists I was dealing with, wink, wink, you know. Um, she would not be named. But, um... And then I was in a relationship too. It was just all a bunch, a whole bunch of toxics, so it was a, stuff. It was pretty much just over. What? What? It was overwhelming for yeah, you. Yeah, it was overwhelming. Around what time period was this? It was like um, twenty nineteen. Damn, that's so. That's still kind of like recent. Yeah, it's twenty nineteen. I mean, well, how did you, you know, find yourself to at least capture the energy you needed to get back to at least putting your music out? Um, it was crazy. I ended up <clears throat> being in uh, Cali. And the uh, the friends that I end up staying with, one of them 
was like super into like the metaphysical stuff and all that and you know it, I just ended up in the right place just to get back to myself you feel me I thought that I, I felt like that's what was you know going wrong I was putting too much time and energy in everybody else and not yourself yeah shit I, I can't pour I, from an real. empty cup okay? at all yeah. at all uh, I mean let's let's uh let's take it back to the beginning of the games um yeah. let's take it back before the camera mm-hmm. um you know you're very talented in multiple ways producing engineering uh creative direction but what for you for those that don't know what what came first um like drawing like art i remember when i was a kid i wanted to like uh i remember i wanted to like have like comic strips in a newspaper like i remember that's what i wanted to do Damn. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, cool. Yeah. I used to, like, draw, like, I used to have notebook paper and draw, like, my <coughs> own comic strips. Do you remember any of your comic strip names and, like, the storylines? No, I used to, like, draw, like, Power Rangers and stuff. Like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the storyline for the Power yeah, Rangers. Okay, like, gotcha. You know, like, I was, I was I was strange as a kid. Like, like uh, I remember my mom used to, you know, make us take a nap. I wouldn't sleep. I'd just be, like, making hand puppets, making my own, like, little show. Like I had a crazy imagination. That, I don't call. I, was about I don't to say, consider what's that strange crazy. for a child. You know what's crazy though? Know? <laughs> the things that that we saw as being strange as kids. If you know those things and you grew those things, like you lit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because look at how all, all of what you did, you've adapted all of that into like putting that creativity into reality. Yeah, for so sure. that's why I say it wasn't crazy, my brother. You were just doing things before your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of comics, now I understand why you have, like, characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wonder, like, where the characters came from uh, with, like, your logos and certain things you do in the visuals. It's just like yeah. a character. So yeah. is, is it from, you know, you drawing the comics and then putting it uh, within yourself? Mm-hmm. I used to just always make all types of characters when I was younger. Like, I honestly don't even remember doing schoolwork when I was a kid. I used to be just drawing. I don't remember paying attention. They used to just be <laughs> passing me. I don't know. You were smart. <laughs> no, I, I stopped doing homework in like third grade. No child left behind. Okay. Yeah. What what uh, high school did you you attend here in, in the city? Man, I didn't even go to high school. Really? I went like two days. And then shit, after that, I started making beats. You know, it seemed like usually the bad kids don't go to school. I don't know if he's for real. <laughs> I want a bad no, I want a bad Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even, even say he's bad. I'm dead serious. I went like. So what, you just homeschooled or you just dropped out? Like, I'm just asking. I ditched the school. Oh. That's what I oh. did. Nobody knows. I like. guess that's another obvious answer. I forgot to add. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I homeschooled myself. <laughs> I mean, how, like, for you being a teenager and seeing all these other kids go to school and you just chilling at the crib being creative, how was that for you mentally? I don't know. I was playing a game. That's how I, was. I don't know. That's, I wasn't paying attention. I was. Do you feel like you missed world? out on, like, your high school career, like, memories and stuff just because you really wasn't present in school? Um,. A little bit, like, as far as the social thing. I feel like it made me kind of, like, socially awkward. Mm. But um, other than that, if I, would, I probably wouldn't be doing what I was doing. I had time to, like, really perfect what I was doing, you know. Do you ever think of if if you had a chance to go back, you, you would go back and, you know, go to high school? 
Probably not. Hey, you ain't. Look, hey, everybody got their own look. They got new math now. They don't even do math the same way no more. The whole teaching is different. A lot of lot of new ways of teaching is happening in the school system in general. But that yeah, that's an interesting fact. I've damn, bro, you never went to high school. That's crazy. I kind of like dropped out of eighth grade. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, like, how was your parents' response to that? See, all right, so I ain't really have, like, my father growing up, and then my mom was, like, always at work and in her own world. So I was just, by the time she knew I was missing school, I had missed already, like, 50 days. Yeah. Damn. Damn, she ain't getting no whooping. My mom would have whooped the shit out of me. I missed 50 days. My mom was too soft on me. Yeah, so. Let me ask you this, because you say you start producing. Like yeah. what? Like how do anybody just say I want to become a producer? It always uh, <clears throat> astonished me. Like when I speak with a producer, like what yeah. made you say, "Man, I want to make beats." Well, so I I grew up kind of around music with my uh my father. Um, I remember my my grandmother had brought him like a piano, and I feel like that's when I first like started taking interest in like making beats. He had like a piano, so I used to always just. Be making up my own little melodies. It's probably when I was like ten, eleven. So um, when I was probably like like fifteen, I met a guy who who was producing, and I remember him telling me like, "Oh, I'm about to I'm about to be the next Kanye West," and I'm looking at him like, "I'm about to be the next Kanye West," <laughs> but I ain't, I never even had a beat, and I'm like, "Hey, how you gonna get some beats? Like, I'm being I'm being a hater, really. Like, how you gonna get beats? I make my own beats, and I'm like." Oh, and he showed me FL Studios and everything. I used to just buy a whole bunch of blank CDs, just go over his crib and make beats. She took but actually, blank CDs. Yeah, but right before that, though, <coughs> my cousin, who I was, actually taught me how to count bars, he the first time I made beats was um, through Music Generator on PlayStation. You know what I mean? So I hooked the PlayStation, like, you know, the, the cord up to the TV, and then I hooked the other two cords up to my radio. And put a cassette tape in and play the beat on the record. My beats on the cassette tape from the PlayStation. You ain't need school, innovative. Okay, cause that's <laughs> innovation. He figured right. out a way, didn't he? I know some Grammy hoes and some Grammy niggas. Yeah, that's a bitch down. She won't see me till November yet. Summertime now. You ain't watching no beginning yet. I won't stick around. Illinois app is available now on Apple and Google Play Store. Download the app, get the latest news, stream our podcasts, watch interviews, and listen to Illinois Radio Live. Download the app right now. So before the break, you were kind of chopping it up and giving us a little insight about how you started producing. So I know production has to be like a rocky road. So at what point did you know you were good as a producer? When I, I I used to then like playing people my beats because when I started making beats they was always for myself so I didn't really care to let anybody hear it and my uncle was just like telling me like man you need to play people your beats and he like uh, I had a neighbor that was walking past one day and he was uh he flagged my uncle flagged the neighbor down like yo I'm like why you, you calling this nigga I don't know and then I'm like you need some beats you know what I'm saying. And, uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, everybody I know got their own beats, but I'll, I'll take a listen. So I, I went and made a CD, gave it to him, and I didn't. he didn't say nothing for, like, days. So I'm like, man, that shit probably trash, you know? And then one day I was walking past, and he was like, hey, you made those beats? I'm like, yeah. That shit is good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, um, 
you know, I st- after that, like, uh, I probably sold my first beat um, then, and, you know, I guess I, after that, you know, people just started letting me know, like, my stuff was good. My uncle would take my, my beat CDs to school, and everybody would want to work with me. So I was already, like, before I even was doing videos, I was engineering and producing mm-hmm. for the hella artists, like, under underground, you know what I mean? So I already had, like, a name for myself before YouTube, you know? Now, speaking of beats... Uh, there's a particular beat <clears throat> that you really don't like that went viral. It's called yeah. "Go In" from Shady. I, ain't, I don't not like that beat. You ain't, you ain't never like that. You, you actually like that beat. I mean, it, it, I thought it was cool when I mm-hmm. made it. I didn't know it would be like one of the staples in like my my thing. You know? Gotcha. But I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was like the one. Yeah. How does it feel to know that you have? Produce something like Go In because like that's like a Chicago like what's classic, the classic yeah. like yeah. the song is playing in my head right now I'm trying not to bust Go out in. songs and dance okay so like Especially how does it feel knowing that you've had your like you've had your hands in real like Chicago classics like stuff that our generation gonna talk about for forever like you remember that video like yeah I mean it feel it feels good because it's something I always wanted to do I always wanted to produce and. You know, make uh, big records. So, yeah, even though, like, I thought the beat was all right, I still knew it was a good beat. Like, I didn't think, well, when I put this out, it's going to be trash. I didn't think it was going to be that one. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be, like, the one that, you know, everybody really know me for. See, and I brought it up because I was actually reading an article uh, from you in Complex from years ago, and you mentioned how it wasn't really a specific beat that you thought was going to do what it did. Uh, And then... Also, with that single um, that released uh, from Shady, you know, Katie Got Bands was in, in the video. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember <clears throat> reading that, you know, you at first you really didn't want to even put a gun in a video because you didn't yeah. want to promote violence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what led you to say, you know what, I'm going to put this clip and scene up with Katie doing her thing? It was it was just funny. <laughs> Honestly, like. It was just funny. And it's crazy because Katie just kind of walked up with her group of friends. Like, when we showed up at the park to shoot the scenes, she wasn't, like, even originally with us. And we shot it, like, on 35th, and then we, like, walked over to, like, the, the little build, the tall buildings over there, and we shot in the park, and, like, that's where the little, you know, famous scene was. So it was all, like, really unintentional. She wasn't even there at first. Yeah. Damn, and that shit turned up Iconic. to this day. Iconic. To this day, <laughs> I knew the beat was hard because while we were shooting, they was playing it out of somebody's car, and then uh, the dude who car was, he turned it down. He looked out the car. He's like, "Man, this be hard as hell." I'm like, oh, stop <laughs> just it. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, um, and all of them was like, "He made it." They all pointed at me. I'm like, "Oh." Okay, I guess I guess I'm on. So, did stuff like that start to give you like confidence, or did you already develop your confidence as a producer by that point? I feel like I already, you know, had the confidence because I was already like producing. Like, hella people already wanted my beats, so I felt like I already like knew what I was doing. You know. So, how do you go from producing and then just randomly pick up a camera? Um, you know, I grew up like watching hella music videos, so. You know, once, like, me and my, my aunt, we was doing music, from me watching music videos and, like, watching hella behind the scenes and stuff, it was like, all right, we got some songs, let's let's shoot a video. That's how it came about, legit, like, all right. 
Like I'm, I, the first video we did was on my um, I used my mom's cell phone. So and it was like you only was able to get like thirty seconds right. of recording. So Point we were, five megapixels. Yeah. Quality, <laughs> quality yeah. horrible. Yeah, we had to shoot a scene, take the footage off. Keep shooting, take the footage off. So that was like the first music. Actually, the first music video I did, it was on like a trio phone, like a like one of the first touchscreen phones. And like how we shot the video was, like we would record. I'm like, all right, I push pause, I change up, change your um, outfit. <laughs> Not the push pause. Push the pause and change your outfit. The push the pause. Like, just got the video. Just sitting, sitting there, there waiting. Yeah. We pause the song. Don't let the phone lock. <laughs> oh, the real. I don't even think the phone was locked yet. Like, yeah, no, no pads. It wasn't even no lock on it yet. So that was technically like the first video. It was like a pause and go. Yeah. So when did you decide to invest and get a camera? And that wasn't really until like everything else I was using before that. Before I got my first camera was I was just using whatever I can get, you know. But um, my basement actually like kept flooding. Um, and FEMA sent us a check because at that time I was broke. I didn't have no money, and FEMA took us sent us a check, and I took part of the the money from the FEMA check and bought a camera. You say your basement flooded here yeah. in the city in Chicago? Yeah, it, it flooded like three times. Yeah, and they gave everybody on the block, I guess, like checks. Hey, yeah. that's, a, that's that pipe burst underneath them. On real, <laughs> shout out God too, and shout out you for knowing what to do with them funds yeah. and yeah. investing in yourself. Yeah, I bought the my first camera. That first camera, that's the the camera I shot all like the the videos for in the, like in 2011 through 2010 to 2011, like the Keith Bang, Dirk I'm a Hitter, Louis Money Dance, all that was with that camera. Man, how did you link with them people? They all hit me start up. Start shooting their videos. They what they saw. They saw they other saw content your, you they put saw out. Your or yeah. and stuff. Okay. They seen what I was like. I already knew had met Dirk before I even like was really doing videos. You know what I mean? So I started working with my brothers and putting out videos with them. And then I ran into it was actually the first night I met Young Chop. I was shooting a video featuring him, and we all went to this party, and Dirk was at the party. And he was like, man, I want to get back up with you and do some more work because he had already worked like a year before that, you know. And he had hit me up on Facebook, asked me how much I charge. I was like, oh, I charge this much. And then I hit him back like, you know what, bro, I don't even want to charge you. Like, let's just go. And then I I went to his crib. We shot Sneak Dissing. And then I played him the I'm a Hitter beat after we shot the video. And we did that song. And that's when, when Louie seen that one. And Louie hit me up after I'm a Hitter. And then I, while I was shooting Louie's first video, I was like, I make beats. He was like, I was like, I made this beat. He's like, send me some beats. And I sent him Money Dance beat. So it was like a chain reaction. To hear, just to hear how multi-talented you are from <clears throat> producing to producing your own videos and then creative directing things. Um, I, I got a question from the homie Jones. He's not here right now. Yeah. But he actually wants to know, you know, being that you played a, very in a uh, rolling a uh, foundation and drill. He said, "How do you feel about other cities adopting a genre and like you know taking credit for it?" It's honestly, it, it's like, it's like I don't mind it, but when you try to take it in, because I feel like a lot of that's been going on where they taking it and they trying to act like they created. Like mm-hmm. I see, like Asia Dow said, she the queen of drill. Like that's kind of like disrespectful, girl. You know what I mean? Um, I respect it because it just shows me our reach. But when you try to take 
credit for and it's 10 years later mm -hmm. and it's still the world is still operating off of what we did do you think that has to do with the fact that like when drill was coming up because i always looked at it like i don't think the artists and the people a part of that movement knew that they were like shifting the culture of hip-hop and mm -hmm. like creating a phenomenon do you feel like people was just having so much fun that they didn't realize what they were doing and that's why so many people now feel like they could try to claim what we did 10 years ago yeah we we didn't we didn't uh we didn't really capitalize. I don't feel like I feel like we knew like what we had, but we didn't know. Like, cause if we really knew, we would have took care of business. Mm -hmm. But we were all young. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, none of us graduated <coughs> high school. For, I don't know. I know Dirk didn't. I know Keith didn't. Like, we didn't know. We just knew we were talented. We knew we made good music. I knew what I was doing. So, yeah. And I feel like that was the, the uh, uh, big part of the issue too. You know, everybody else coming in and just like taking, 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 not giving that energy not back. Really, yeah, wow. not giving the energy back. For Why you watch me? No flavor, boy. You OC. You got no flavor. Dropping on me. You got no flavor. Coming on me. You got no flavor. Why you watch me? No flavor, boy. You OC. artists out there if you want your music in rotation all you got to do is go to illinois.co that's i-l-l-a-n-o-i-c-e.co you go to the website bam and then you go to contact bam and then you go to radio submissions bam and you fill out the form and that's thing you know you in rotation now games it ain't a lot of people that been around since the <coughs> beginning of the Chicago wave, you feel me? And off air, you were saying how you didn't classify any of what y'all was doing with drill. Did you? Did you ever like put the the pieces together? Be like, man, this shit low key dangerous. Um, not during it. You know, I, I feel like I had dangerous moments, but I feel like I was just, you know, I was just caught up in a hype. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. Um, really grew up conscious on that until like probably like 2013 or something where it started being like all right yeah it's it started feeling like a little bit wrong you know because like, i i know early listening to the music like i wasn't never a fan of early chief keith so yeah. when i would listen to it i wasn't privy to them you feel me dissing each other like they was i just yeah. thought it was music i wasn't even catching on to it because it was like a a young a young man's lingo you feel me mm -hmm. they were sending shots at each other secretly i would say and then getting more you know attached to it i'm like bro like why is we in chief keep grandma house <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying why are we on these blocks yeah i feel like i didn't even really i feel like the dissing didn't really start though until after everything like blew up like it was dissing but not like that like how hard it's I feel like the dissing and how hectic it really got was after like the little JoJo stuff. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like that's when stuff really started getting hot, you know. Um before that it was still like you know what it was, but it wasn't like as I feel like it was more so good music, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Around that time, you know, you what you speaking on JoJo and you were saying like you've been into you've been in some dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. Was that ever a time where you scheduled a shoot uh, and was like, I need to cancel this one because I just don't feel that I'm safe. Nah, I've been 
at shoots and like I, I don't feel like I'm safe. Like I had a shoot, uh, I think I was like in Killer Ward, and, and a video shoot got shot up. Yeah, wasn't there just a videographer that was saying he wasn't gonna do shoots? On, like on O Block or something now? Yeah, that was a yeah. photographer. A photographer. Yeah. So like how do you how did you maneuver through that? Like at, was there any point that you just said like oh no? Like was there ever a point where you was like, nah, I ain't doing this or It took a long time. I feel like it got to that point probably when I was older. Like um say like twenty nineteen, that's when I really decided like I'm not doing it no more. Mm-hmm. You know, and um like I started having dreams about it, like like nightmares. PTSD. Yeah, I started having nightmares, like shoots going wrong, me getting hurt at shoots. I just took it as a sign, like, yeah, I need to fall back from it. And at that point, I wasn't really doing it that much anyway, like shooting those type of videos, but I was like, it's time to, you know, let it go all the way. To even see, you know, videographers, not just yourself, but comfortable with artists, you know, um, with their props, <laughs> I would say, uh, with their props, and just just see how some you know videographers are comfortable. I, yeah. I don't know how y'all do it, how y'all did it, and with you being like one of the first videographers to really showcase that, and then the world, you know, gravitate towards your video type of style. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how was that for you to notice that what you're doing is now? spiraling in an international type of lane and people really taking the sauce towards what you're doing on the visuals um i was just telling somebody this a while ago how you know back when i was doing it i feel like i was like on autopilot like i I was um i feel like a lot of people doing it now and they just doing it just for the look when really my intentions was never really to do those type of videos it just kind of happened and i feel like back then i didn't have the guts to say no to a lot of stuff, you know what I mean, and uh, and part of it too, I seen the hype that it would get, so it'll be the attention it would get too. But um, people don't know what I was going through. Like right before I really started, you know, doing the videos, my my house actually got shot up. You know what I mean? I had an in-house studio, and some artists I was working with, they opposition seen them come to my house and you know shot my crib up, and like two people got shot. And, like, I started having, like, hella PTSD after that. I started having panic attacks. So people don't even know. Like, during all that, I was in and out the hospital for anxiety. Like, I remember having what, a hard monitor, all type of stuff. Shit. Yeah, people don't even know that. I remember when I shot Dirk first video. He didn't even know I was. I knew how to keep my composure sometimes. He didn't even know. I was loading my memory card in. I was having a panic attack. It would just come on out of nowhere, you know. Now, before we get into more of that, Jones actually had a question. He said, uh, what's something you missed from the beginning of, dr- of the drill era that you wish you could have today? And it could be anything. The music. Like, the sonically. I feel like the music was better back then. Mm. I mean, go, go, can you give us a little more description on that? When you say sonically, let people know. Yeah, I feel like a lot the artists were hungrier, so they were going in, you know what I mean? I feel like the production was better. Um... It was less saturated. It was just the hunger was there. You can hear it in the music. That's why it worked. And it wasn't as many artists, you know, so you knew, you know, where to go to get it. it I, I just felt like the music was way better. That's a good answer, my brother. And yeah. another uh, Jones question, he said, it seemed at one point you was destined to be as big as Hype Williams. Yeah. I agree to that, my brother. Uh, he said, uh, then you kind of just 
hit the brakes and he said, was it, you know, was it too much for you? Was, was it just overwhelming around the, the time? It was management. Mm. Terrible management. That's what it was. So you had a manager? I had a, I, I don't even do like four managers. How do videographers get managers? You go through four of them. <laughs> Lit. You shouldn't even have them. <laughs> oh, That's how. You know, just older people being manipulative. A lot of people in your you ear. Know? Yeah, that's all it was. Um, having like bad managers. I had a manager. And I fired her. Got an agent. Had to fire him. Like when I got the agent, that's what really like made everything kind of hit kind of a hold. You know, because he was just like overbooking me, like stealing money, all type of stuff. You know, so he kind of like had me, but I. I don't even regret it because from the beginning I wanted to do my own music. Mm -hmm. And that situation pushed me to do my own music. It pushed me to get in shape because I was like 250 pounds from being depressed, dealing with him, and it just pushed me to get my life together, you know. So I have a question about that. So I know a lot of people, like, really want a team, you yeah. know, when they're doing this. So considering you went through so many, like, managers in that situation – was a team something that you ever wanted, or was that those situations something that kind of fell into your lap? I, I think I always wanted a team, but those situations fell in my lap because you know they was like predatory. They looking for a come up, so you know it for me it was kind of harder because I was already in the limelight by myself. So you know I didn't have an established team before that, mm -hmm. so it was just all these new faces coming in telling me what they can do for me. You know. For uh, for upcoming videographers and um, what would you like to you know share with them to keep them from those predators? Um, I would just say like you know, just trust your intuition because I feel like with me I knew I, I can read people pretty pretty good, but I feel like I was lost back then. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, all right, let's see if they can help me. So I just say like trust your gut and you know just try to be as self sufficient as possible. You know what I mean? Cause right now, like I do everything myself. I haven't had a manager in almost three years, and I don't feel overwhelmed or nothing. And I do so much, you know what I mean, with my own music, shooting other people's videos, doing my own videos. Like I literally like the No Flavor video. I shot that video by myself in in, in my bedroom with a green screen and tripod. Sheesh, <laughs> talent, damn. Uh, I mean, before we get into your uh, your uh, transition into music, I wanted to ask you. Um, do you are you and you know Little Dirt Chief Keith? Do you all still have like a relationship? No, I haven't um, really spoke to Keith in almost ten years. I seen Dirk maybe like three times in the past ten years. Yeah, so I don't you know talk to either one of them. I mean, honestly, how does deep for you? How how was that for you? You know, knowing that you kind of like help put these brothers. Um, in front, you know, spotlight these brothers and to not really have a relationship. Now, how's that for you? <clears throat> I feel like I was bitter for a long time, but, you know, at this point, I feel like everything happened for a reason. I feel like I'm not supposed to be a part of their journey, you know? Like, it is what it is. You know, I would like to do something new with, with Keith, but I'm not going to beg nobody to work with me, you know? So... At the end of the day, my brother, you were a part of their journey, you know. Yeah, so. I wish, I wish, I wish they would show a little more gratitude, you know. But like I said it is what it is. I mean, in general, do you feel you received the, the recognition you deserve, especially for you know 
bringing and building that Chicago wave. I mean, think about it. From the beginning, a lot of the videos came through you. You were one of the first to really implement things and bring the labels here yeah. to Chicago. So, No, I don't feel like I got enough credit at all. They was trying to blackball me. Who was they? They. They know. But you know, cause I don't, you know, I don't, I don't kiss ass, you know, I don't like really hanging with people and all that. And I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't being a yes man a lot of those times. And at the same time, I don't really blame like like them either, cause we were all young and they had the same people in their ear that was in mine. And I feel like they was conquering and dividing. Then at some point, I just feel like it just was so much distance, it didn't even really make sense mm. anymore, you know. I always wanted to hear your side, man. And, yeah, you know it's it's dope that you that you're here because I just feel like I ain't speak. It was it was too much miscommunication, and I ain't really speak my mind back then. You know, you know I wasn't saying either, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you also said that you're not doing drill anymore. Nah, like that's not your aim. And um, I mean, can you break down why why you feel that way? Um, I got it. It was crazy. It's just like I had an epiphany. I went up to a, a school, it was like the end of like 2019. I went up to a school, you know, um, shout out to Illy. He invited me up to a school to speak to some the kids. And as I was talking to them and they wanted to like see some of my work, I realized I couldn't even show them my most popular work. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I remember uh, we went down to like the, the gym room where the kids had lunch and stuff. And I looked out the window and I seen like all the kids lining up. It just hit me. I'm like, you know, I, I feel like we all move a little selfish when it, we move and we don't think about the, you know, the shorties with a lot of the actions and the stuff we put out. We put out, you know, worried about what we can gain from it. We're not worried about, I feel like I wasn't paying enough attention to the legacy I really wanted to leave behind, you know, and I feel like it was this is all, everything we're building right now is supposed to be for the, the up and comers, and I just got to that point where it was like like, nah, then with my music too, like, I noticed like a lot of like kids would like my music, so I'm like, like yeah, I gotta I gotta keep them in mind, like still be able to be myself and express myself the way I want to, but still keep the kids in mind, the children most, you know. Why do you think some artists kind of shy away from that responsibility? Because some people will know what you just said and still continue to make music that's not for the kids or, you know, yeah. just stuff that's going to be negatively impact them. Ego mm-hmm. and, and being selfish. That's how I look at it because that's what I was doing, you know. So like, anytime I hear... An artist say it's not my responsibility to police your kids. I'm like, man, nah, you worried about yourself. Because those same people say they won't let their kids listen to it. You know, and then you can't really say that when you have a major label putting you on every billboard and every commercial, every ad. You can't control who hears you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but that's up to them. That's what up to them and God, you know. I'm going to jump into a quick music break so y'all keep it locked because we got more chat with the bro. But we finna jump into this Fly Skins and Young TT live from the trenches. We'll be right back after this music break. It's finna have the whole rack going crazy. My West niggas gonna put it on bait. Ties run deep from the hundreds to the low end. I'm locked in with the C's and the T's, that's bowling. All your race, all your trades, all love on fooling. I know niggas from the town, that's gang, that's mono. Yeah, we can all stand together. 
What's Good is the one and only Illinois Jones. If you want to support Illinois' media and what we do over here for the culture, here are four easy ways. Whatever streaming platform you're using to listen to us off of, like, comment, and subscribe. And also, spread the word. Number two, download the Illinois app and share it with everybody in your contacts. Number three, buy some Illinois merch. All you got to do is go to I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot C-O. And number four, you're more than welcome to donate. You could become a one-time donator or you could become a monthly donator. It's up to you. We appreciate all the love and support. God bless. Stay healthy. Stay fresh. Peace. What's happening? It's your boy, Ross Mack, the Wall Street rapper, Mr. Maconomics, and you tuned in to Illinois Radio. Whoa! Let's talk about the transition when you start getting comfortable with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shooting your videos and putting it out to the public. I, I put out my first music video, like, in, uh, in 2010 like, or 11, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think my first, it was, yeah, it was called I'm a Monster. I shot it with, like, a, a little Kodak camera. But I was still, like, nervous and insecure about my music. Then the second video I did, I actually had got like six teeth pulled, like like four um, wisdom my teeth. wisdom teeth, and then like two molars, and I shot a video with my jaw swole. You was on your Kanye. And I shot it by myself, like on the front porch, but I ended up taking it down because I thought it was trash after a while. But I, I don't know if I even still have it. But um, like fast forward, like I always like the plan was always to do music, like mm-hmm. every. Majority of ninety eight percent of the beats I made was always for myself, you know what I mean. And uh, you know, every time I would you know want to go for it, like the people who I felt like should have been like rooting for me, they were always telling me, like, "Nah, bro, just stick to the videos, do what works." You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I want to do my music though, so I just didn't have the confidence to do it. Um, and I, I just you know, some sparked in me, and eventually I just started going for it. What was that spark? Um, I don't know. I was already like still doing my music, and um, I don't know, man. I just was like, man, forget it. I'm just gonna go for it. I don't even remember like what sparked it, but I just, I just did it. Um, and I was getting like super clowned at first. Like, I seen y'all comments. Like, <laughs> they was hating on me hard, and I and I knew it. Like, I knew I was gonna get a lot of flag, and it was like, damn, like. I already was doing this. Like, y'all just didn't know. Y'all, everything else overshadowed what I wanted to do for myself. So I was dealing with that mentally. Like, man, they not going to give me a chance, you know? And, um, yeah, I just kept at it, and I kept getting better. And then I remember what, what really made me get comfortable is, like, actually a really dope story I like telling. Because um, I like to dance, bro. I like to really have fun. And if you, like, watch all my older stuff, I would be, like, kind of stiff and mm-hmm. awkward. And, like, I ended up going to Trinidad, like, to um, to do a, a um, documentary with somebody. Like, he, he flew me out. And um, it was, like, one day we were at a... Uh, we had a rooftop party shooting like some of the scenes and the guy was with Cyrus. Um, he, everybody was drinking, everybody having fun and the whole rooftop was dancing and I'm just looking at the moon. You see all the hills. I was like, like crazy. And I was the only one standing still. And I was like, if I don't dance in this moment, I'm never coming out of my shell. And I just 
went for it. I'm stiff not, as hell, but you got it done. Nah, I'm gonna say it's Trinidad. He probably was getting it busting. What? They put some rhythm in him that day. He left Trinidad. He come with no rhythm. He left with some rhythm. I had the rhythm. I had the rhythm. I just never showed it. I started saw the girls like, oh my god, you're a natural. That did it right there. It was a it was a rap out of that. Then like after that, I was. I was like So you mean to tell me You never used to be hip rolling You used to never Hit nah, the mark on You was never One of them at, at 87 no, That I, was sitting there I, I know exactly that type no. My dance Like I, I used to like Come up watching Michael And, and Will Smith And Mace Like mm. I was on the, In the Diddy Bop You feel mm. me Like That's that's what I was on Just like really having But You know Doing what was What I was used to But then mixing My sense of humor With it You know what I mean So after that, I know I remember the first video I did after Trinidad was this joint I got um, called "What's the Deal," and the song was kind of inspired by like Mace, like the style. And um, yeah, if you watch that video versus the videos I did before, you could definitely see I had lost a little weight, and I just went for it then, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, speaking of weight, I see you and shit. Put on a couple down. pounds. I be my weight be up and down. I'll but you still shed it yeah, from yeah. from back then, and now you shed it, my brother yeah. and. Uh, you know, speaking on the music as well, uh, album. Are you even? Are you in mode to putting out a full project? I got like I'm saying a new a, a, new, a, one? a new one because you got one some. last year. Okay, it was called Crazy Love Stories. It was like a I was in like a relationship, and I just took all the songs I made while I was in a relationship and put it in on a, one project. So yeah, but right now I don't think I'm really focused on a project right now. So I have a question. So with you working with so many artists throughout your career, just like shooting their videos, you was doing production and engineering. Did any of that help you like mold your own sound? Like, oh, I don't want to sound like this or I do want to sound like this. Like, how did you, you know, like, was there any influence? Not like you was taken from artists like influencing, but like seeing how other artists worked. Did that ever influence your style and like how you were making music to help you find your sound? I wouldn't say music wise I say like more so Like performance Okay Yeah I feel like it helped me Perform better Like when I would work with artists That were good at performing It would kind of rub off on me But sound wise I always wanted to do Like my own thing Like I never would hear Nobody else's music And be like Yeah I want to do that You know Why we ain't seen you On those shows (laughs) Man I actually have a show May 20th Okay But you know The real reason is like Anxiety Like just that's like the biggest hump I know I have to get over if I'm going you know do my music it just, I'll be too much in my head and it's crazy because I every time I have performed it wasn't like a bad show so I, it's just I'll be like too much in my head you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like it's like over the top stage right I think that's what it is Man, we, we gotta get you up out of that we gotta get you we gotta bring you through a show my brother we gotta hey, get you about that let, let me, me ask like him. Eminem bro. <laughs> let me ask him this question with you battling anxiety and you feel me do you ever look at it like man I wanna blow up but I'm not ready to blow up I mean, I feel like now I am, but that's what it was for a while. I, I know for sure I was, like, scared of success. Mm. You know what I mean? And I always told myself, like, when, when all the video stuff blew up, I never really was happy with it because it, it didn't feel like my own success. You know what I mean? So I always wanted to – my when I'm gone, gone, and everybody know me and for real, for real, in my face, I wanted to always be because of me and my music. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, when all this stuff happened, it was... And then especially, like, when it all blew up, I was getting 
left out of a lot of stuff. So it really didn't feel like I was really as successful as, you know, everybody else would tell me I was, you know. I was getting left out of so much documentaries, interviews, everything. So I was just like, you know, I never was satisfied with it, you know. How do you feel about the support, though, you know, with you doing videos, having a successful channel, helping people career spark? How do you feel the support is for your music career in, in general? And I get next to no support, to be honest with you. You know, and I and I, I know somebody, I was just having a conversation yesterday, and they was like, man, you need to start, you know, asking people to share your stuff. And, you know, for a long time, I just felt like I shouldn't have to ask people to share, like, as much as I did and got nothing in return from these people, you know. So, um, but, yeah, like, blogs, I don't get no blog posts, like, every view you see me getting that's all the work I'm doing on my own you know so do you think that a lot of people just don't know like people that aren't necessarily tapped in it's not that they don't want to support they may just not know you taking a dive into the music lane seriously they know because when they see me that's all they got to say so they know they been know does media take a a play into the role as well you know how you just mentioned like you don't really get no blog support does that yeah I don't get no support yeah. You feel like that still come from how you were saying you got blackballed? Like, do you feel like that's carrying over into your music career? Um, yeah. Damn. Because Damn. the people who I feel like that are in positions where, you know, in higher positions and have huge platforms, y'all don't, like, pull up an interview where you ever heard them mention me. You know what I mean? Is, so. is it more rewarding, though, knowing that, Everything that you're getting from the plays and the support from the fans is literally coming from you. you. Yeah, I feel like in the long run, I'll I'll be way more grateful for it. It's like it is. It's like it all be worth it in the end when I know I got me to where I need to go. You know, facts. I ain't owe, I ain't owe nobody nothing. Man, that's crazy. Here you talk about the black ball, my brother. To see how yeah, long and it, and it, it might not be the case, but it felt like it to me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as when they not mentioning my name when I did so much and it wasn't man I did so much bro and it's just like man like I said it is what it is but yeah look for those that don't remember refresh niggas memory runtime man run down your credentials so everybody can understand why you have goat status um <clears throat> well you know the the biggest video uh, numbers wise is um you know I did the love Sosa, like I did like pretty much all the the the, the big Keith joints in the beginning. The love Sosa, I don't like um, every day. The bang aimed at you uh, with Dirk. I did the I'm a hitter. I also produced that one. Did um, L's anthem right here. King Louis money dance living down in Chicago. Uh, the early stuff with Tink the fingers up. I, that was the first one I did with Tink was the fingers up, and it was actually my song that I gave to her. Yeah, meaning like the beat. You no, gave, it was my song. Oh, like wow. you wrote the you song. Wrote the, I wrote the song, and I gave it to her, and I was like, you know, rewrite your like those verses. She wrote them, and the hook was my hook with her own word play with it. You know what I mean? Is that easy to just give songs up? was back then and I remember when I made the song originally my pops heard it he was like do not give this song to nobody and I gave it to Tink yeah and, um yeah damn 
Jay <laughs> like that sometimes, man. Yeah, hey, hey, that's a, a song. I re- I think that's yeah, that's the song I remember that made me yeah, reach out up. to get yeah to. Take, I remember that joint right there, boy. She had somebody in the video with like her best friend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was in the video too. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was on the rooftop and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was my song. Damn, a big yeah. fun fact for everybody right there. Damn, uh, I mean, you even shot uh, a video for Kevin Gates. Uh, let yeah, people I did know two, about I that. Did two videos for him. I did the uh, the I don't know video like right before he went to jail, and I did the uh, let it sing when he got out. You know, that was like my first big budget video, like in twenty eighteen. What was the most memorable like video you've shot to this day? Most memorable, or like your favorite? Favorite probably was the Gates because it, like it was crazy. That was the easiest video I ever did. Like my because I had so much help. You know, it just it, the whole day felt like a dream. Like, it had a food truck out there. Like, I tried to help with the pops. Smack my hand. Put that down. You're the director. Let's sit over there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just dope. And then he got, like, good energy. So it was just like, that was, like, my favorite shoot. Damn, it he is like a blockbuster. Hearing you say that, though, that, that really uh, alerts me that. When you do these videos, you really by yourself yeah. out there doing yeah, a lot. I did all the editing. All of them. It's all was me. Majority of it, 90%. So I know it felt good to take that back seat finally yeah. for for a shoot. I did the edit, though. I edited the video myself. Yeah, But I would say the most memorable, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I probably got stories at all the a lot of the shoes that was like. Fun. What's the first story that come out outside of the gates? What's the first uh, story that come to your mind doing one of the shoots? Um, when I did Love Sosa for Keith, uh, he, he picked me up. I think it was me, him, Ball Out, and forgot the other. I think there was like Fredo, little brother, or someone they called him. Um, Just Glow. I think that's his oh, name. Just Glow. The one with the uh, tattoo on his forehead. Mm-hmm. We were all in the car. <clears throat> and I remember Keith was like, he wanted to get something to eat. And then he was trying to go like Popeyes or something. Ball that was like, no, nah, don't go over there. Like, we can't, we can't go over there. And we were like riding down Halstead or something. Or I don't remember. I think we was riding down Halstead. Then we ended up going to the to a Wendy's. And um, we pull up to the drive through, and when and Keith is ordering his food but using his ad libs. What? (laughs) So he's like, let me get a a junior bacon cheeseburger. Bang, bang. (laughs) Like, dead ass. And the people like, what? So when we get to the window, the girl comes to the window, like, with an attitude. She's like, Chief Keith, what you doing at our Wendy's? (laughs) And then, like, the whole staff came out the Wendy's and... Then they all surround the car and they looking in. The lady, the girls, like, who you got in here? You got D Gaines in here? And he looked back. He like, damn, she know you too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like be funny. Y'all ain't had to pay for y'all meal, did you? I don't remember. They better have gave y'all them free for free. Yeah. Okay. Bang bang. He got, out, he got out and like took pictures with him. It was funny. Hell no, this man. So he started that 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 uh, drive through. You know how people be going through drive throughs, doing ad libs, and all. He started that. <laughs> yeah, he was just doing it on some funny shit. Like I want, it wasn't even like planned. He just was tripping. I, I could see that because he told them people on Breakfast Club he was three hundred. So yeah, I could see him in three hundred. I could see him in the drive through doing it. Funny man. Now before we uh, make our exit, my brother, um, if I'm not mistaken. Because you, like I said, you've done a lot. You produce, you engineer, videographer. Uh, did you manage as well, right, before? 
I only managed one artist. I don't. I don't really like managing artists. It's, it's a headache. Yeah, it's too much mm-hmm. responsibility. I already got to manage myself. Mm-hmm. You know. Did you also have a, a label uh, back then? Nah, that was part of the the weird situation I was in with an agent. It was wasn't my idea. Let's just say that. Gotcha. So I wouldn't really say I had a label. Cause I, I I will say the partnership y'all had put me in tune with some dope ass artists. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they were specifically under the partnership, but I know you worked a lot with Asada Jones. Yeah, she uh, wasn't with the label though. Every artist you seen me work with, that was gonna be a, re- a relationship established with me anyway. It, mm-hmm. So I don't give anybody else really credit, you know, for artists that I have relationships with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, one song we play on repeat at the crib. I can love you better. You shot yeah. that joint at the rolling ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, that was dope. I did a lot of dope stuff with Asada. Man, classic. Uh, I mean, but before we end things, uh, recognition wise, you know, with you being a top tier, prominent uh, vide- videographer, who are some other videographers that you currently, you know, respect? Out of the city or just? I, it could be out of the city. It could be another city, like some some yeah. upcoming videographers. I like um, I like Diamond Visuals. Okay. From Chicago, I, I, I like his work. You know, other than that, I don't really too much know nobody else in the city who's doing it like him. Outside the city, I don't know. I feel like I don't be, I don't really be watching videos, and I don't really be liking videos no more, bro. Like, don't nothing be wowing me no more. You mm. know what I mean? Like, videos don't really be the same. I can't tell you nothing right now that I that I can think of. Just like. Music don't even be good to me no more, bro. Like music don't even everything be trash. Yeah. <sighs> like you said, you wish you could take that sound back from. Yeah, from I like I like Dirk new song. Though. I like the Virgil song. Yeah, I like oh, that record. Okay. I mean, matter of fact, what's some some features you would love to you know put on a, a record with you? Um, Kanye and probably like T Pain. Something I can hear like that, that too. T Pain, yeah. I can hear that. I can hear that. Um, you ever heard of Fouché? Mm-hmm. She yeah, cold I as like hell. Her. She I got this like song her. called "Single as Fuck." Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that record. Uh, other than that, I don't. I don't really see myself really doing music with a lot of people. I like it's a few people I probably like to shoot for, but music wise, I, I mean, state yeah, yeah state that. Say, who you want to shoot for? Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to shoot something with like uh, I shoot something with Kodak, Kodak, like Young Boy. Uh, I used to want to shoot with Wayne, but I don't really. I kind of lost a little respect for Wayne. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, he lost damn. his dreads. Yeah, no, nah, it was after I, I, I kind of lost respect for him when I seen the video he did with Lil Pump when they had mm-hmm. all the kids with the lean cups. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, Wayne, man, like. You're a grandfather or something at this point. Like, yeah, I, I'm just big on like I said with like the shorties, and I just feel like he and he, and I feel like he put that out that way. He felt like he not connected, he not responsible, and you know what I'm saying. And so I kind of, you know, lost a little respect for him. I ain't gonna lie. Damn, still love Wayne, but yeah, come it, on, we gotta do better. Like you said, at the end of the day, it's about knowing what you're doing because yeah. you know the youth is following along, and you want to make sure we put the right spotlights yeah, on I, things. And I just be feeling like with these labels, like y'all gotta think about the stuff that's being put out. These are grown men out here saying, giving these people to go to put these type of records out to the community. Mm. 
they probably ain't even playing the music themselves. You know what I'm saying? And I like to say this too, like well, even like with the music and the money, like I think it was like yet yeah, last year or the year before. I think they said like hip hop made forty three billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And we only have like two or three billionaires. Mm. And right before Kanye came with his bill, they only accumulated one billion dollars over like twenty years. And it's like hip hop made forty three billion in one year. Who that go to? Okay, make it make sense. And then like <laughs> the biggest artist Drake, his net worth on say like one fifty million. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to do this. This is our art form, and we got to do better with it. Do you feel like hip hop need like a take back from the labels? You need take back from everything. Everything and everyone is taking our culture. You know, I seen the, the, the word thought in a Katy Perry uh, video and in the, in, in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to take back everything. We not <laughs> ca- I, I Katy Perry video. I can't even imagine hearing Katy Perry say thought. Like, that probably would a, make me angry. I seen the like, word. What do you know about a thought, yeah, man? It was a movie I was just watching. I forget the name of it, but it had the guy in it that, that plays a Green Goblin in the Spider Man movie. And it was like a movie in Florida with these little kids. And then they had the little, the little Caucasian girl. She was like, shut the hell up, you thought. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sick look. You know, and I'm like, wow. And I was like, damn, this this really went, our lingo really went far, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is like, I feel like with everything we do, like I said, like, and I just said this in, a, in an interview too, right? And so I got to say it here, like, it was like a debate of who was the most influential artist of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I would say that would be me mm-hmm. because they're still emulating my style of music videos. Style, I didn't even know how to use the camera, and they still trying to emulate something with me trying to figure it out. And all the artists are still trying to be like and sound like the artists that got popular through my platform. So how am I not the most influential artist? I think you need a... Yep. (laughs) You quick with it. (laughs) You need one of them for that, okay? Look, what you just said, I I have no no nothing to say towards that because, damn, like I said, I still see videos to this, like you said, to this day. Yeah. People still doing the same. I'm not even, like, knocking them. Like, I love it, you know, because I didn't know that... I feel like that's the only thing I didn't... um, kind of expect to happen like I, when you're doing it you don't think about like people mm-hmm. doing it and t- you think it in the moment like as, as big as I feel like I knew it would be when I planned on doing it I didn't you don't know what big is in that moment you know I hadn't even been out of town at that point when we did everything so so you, at the end of the day you never even when you when you worked with these artists you yeah. never even expect any yeah, any I type mean, of I thought big with it like but I didn't know what big was, if that makes sense. You didn't think mm-hmm. he was no, going to have it. some sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some babies. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, because that's, I mean, because, I mean, ultimately that's what influence is. Yeah, like, I didn't know I was going to have, I didn't think about influence. Or impact. Or impact, yeah. Yeah, I just, like I said, I, I wanted to create something huge, but I didn't know what that really looked like. Looked like and felt like, you know what I mean? So, it ain't no disrespect with me saying, you know, anything. I love it. You know, I just wish they would tone down the, the guns. You know what I mean? I feel like that's it's getting tacky at this point. Bitches in y'all video. 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> we need concepts. Yeah, concepts on concepts. I remember, when artists used to like videos used to be a way to express and, and be. I remember, artists used to be like more characters, and mm-hmm. and I feel like now they being characters, but not in a. It's like the same character in every yeah. video. Yeah, you know what I mean. It ain't no like I feel like a lot of these people don't use their sense of humor. Niggas be scared to dance. Like videos used to be like movies. Do you feel mm-hmm. like platforms like One Hundred Six and Park and MTV and like actually having music videos displayed on television? Yeah. Do you think that had like something, something to do with the fact that people were more creative, or do you just feel like it just got oversaturated and people started? Yeah, doing I just feel like it's the accessibility saw. thing. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you can do it and put it out so quick. You know what I mean? And everybody want that instant gratification. Like, I think it's just, let's do it and put it out. How fast can we get it out so people not even taking their time with it? Because the internet moves so fast. That's why I respect the artist like Kendrick, where he could take so much time. You're not rushing it. And you know you're going to get great quality when it when you finally do get it. So I feel like, but at the same time, maybe we need that. You know, everything happened for a reason. Yeah. You need that balance. Yeah. What's a okay? This random, but what's a music video of yours that you would have liked to see in a 106 and Park? Because I feel like 106 and Park was a staple for us. So Obi-Wan. if you, that's that Obi Wan is my favorite video I ever did, and I and, and it's my video, and I'm not just saying it because it's my video. I just know how I feel when I watch it, you know. And then once we, I'm, me and my homie, we buddy, we made it the beat, and um. He called me the next day. He was like, you need to do some of that beat. I was like, I already just sent it to your email. <laughs> like, and once I did that song, like, everybody was rocking with it. And then I did that video myself. Shot the scenes with all, like, the the galaxy and stuff in my bedroom. And shot the, the scenes with the white backdrop at my pop's crib. I did it all on the tripod. And I, I, I edited the video, How for Mushrooms. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, I know that was Is fun. Is that another reason why you pissed <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that what was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was my first time. Uh, you what? Uh-oh. You unlocked yeah. a whole different key in your brain. Yeah, yeah oh, that was probably fun. fun. <laughs> Look at <here. laughs> We got Obi Wan loaded up yeah. too. Uh, break down the song. Um, let people know how they can get this song, and let people know, of course, how they can stay tuned in to you and what you got upcoming. And that show again. Make sure you plug that show. You said it May, right? Yeah, it's May twentieth. I don't have all like the details and everything yet, but so far I know it's May twentieth. It's in like Gary, Indiana, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is Obi Wan produced by me, BSG Buddy, and like it wasn't even like it was like like it was like with the no flavor. I didn't even write it. I just pushed record and just just really had fun. It's not really like a super lyrical song. It's just like really me having fun on the beat. No, I'm a star. Go do my shit. No, I And you know I'm going through a lot. But it ain't shit. But it ain't shit. I didn't fail down, but I'm still lit. Hey, For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio. 
every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We on that big piece. See you later, alligator. After all, I'm the deal. That's all, folks.